Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Hope you're doing well. As usual, we're going to be talking about some pretty disturbing things in uh, for, for today's report. But it's stuff that we have to talk about. It's uh, probably one of the most serious problems facing our country today. Unfortunately, it's being treated as a, um, a partisan issue, and it really shouldn't be. A- anybody of any political affiliation should be able to get behind this cause but like everything in our society today it's been super politicized and we're going to look at some examples of that um of course we are talking about pedophilia and the normalization of child sexual abuse we're talking about the proliferation of child sex trafficking and i wanted to talk about some more some more things that we can do today there's something that i want to i want all of us to start doing you could kind of think of this as uh like a campaign to get awareness out i think this is something we can all do it actually is pretty easy but it could make a huge difference a lot of people have been asking me okay we we understand what the problem is so what's the solution what do we do and i've given some information you know some advice on things we can do in our personal lives um like not engage in pornography not engage in this over sexualized culture uh not buy anything that uses sex to sell it and i want to clarify too the last video that i did about how pedophiles are being released and they're basically running rampant in the streets um in that i did talk about how you know we shouldn't we shouldn't engage in anything we shouldn't use any product or watch any tv show that uses sex to sell it now i want to clarify a little bit what i mean i don't mean anything that uh as part of the story might have sex in it now obviously i would say anything that shows nudity don't watch it um there there are more than enough ways that you can you know you 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 can have you can have like a, a a love scene between a husband and a wife without actually showing anything you know there there are plenty there are plenty of ways you know the camera can pan over to the window and a little bit of music plays for a second and you get the idea of what's going on i'm not talking about cuz there's a lot of movies where just that is a theme because it's it's a normal part of life you know husbands and wives in in a normal married setting that obviously occurs. It's it's a part of life, and I think to ignore it um, isn't the 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 right way to go about it. But when it's gratuitous, when it actually shows nudity, when no nudity has to be shown, um, when 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 sex is a selling point. Now you know there. I can't think of any, and I don't even want to name any off the top of my head. But you know there there are movies where just you know let let's say it's a typical movie where. You know, a, a man and a wife have a seemingly really happy marriage, but, you know, either the man or the wife end up cheating on the other. So what one device that might be used in that storytelling is they might have like a really romantic date to begin with, you know, to, to establish that this is a, a very, you know, seemingly happily married couple. Um, and 
And so, you know, they, they, they have date night, they come home, you know, they turn off the bedroom lights and some soft music plays, and then it goes to the next scene. So that's insinuating sex, but it's not explicitly showing it. You, you know, it's not using it as a selling point. Nobody, nobody is going to see that movie because it has sex scenes in it. That's what I'm getting at. Now, there are movies where the whole thing is all about sex and that's that's basically the whole the 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 whole plot device of the movie it's usually teen sex you know a lot of comedies are like that and so engaging i think engaging in those movies you know going and seeing those movies is absolutely contributing to this over sexualized culture because that's the whole point of the movie is sex um when 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 it's just something that insinuates that sex is in it you know well that is a part of life you know that's something that happens but it doesn't need it doesn't mean that it needs to be gratuitously shown so you know that that kind of gets into a little bit of a subject, subjective area where each person really needs to consult god on their own and decide what is you know what what is is best for them i i say uh you know move the goalpost back as far as possible so you're not you're not even accidentally entertaining anything that uh might be wrong or might contribute to this just over sexualized society that we're in so i wanted to kind of clarify what i mean I, I i didn't mean you know anything that even mentions sex the bible mentions sex um you know song of solomon is obviously a really good example of that it's it's a it's a it's a part of normal life so we don't we don't have to totally shy away from the topic we actually should talk about that in in uh in an informative and and healthy way um and you know uh, and in an appropriate way with our children to the level that they can handle it because we have to warn them of the dangers that are out there uh now there is a point where that goes too far. I'm actually, we're actually going to look at a story in, uh, in a little bit about, um, how, well, actually, let's look at it now. Let's look at it now before I do want to get into some commonly, uh, some commonly misunderstood statistics about child sex trafficking and pedophilia in our culture. Uh, but before we get to that, since we're on the topic now, I want to talk about this story that just came from, uh, Us Magazine. So very large publication, um, and th this is this this absolutely is something that contributes to our oversexualized culture. This is what I'm going to show you right now is a disgusting example of what happens uh, when we have an oversexualized culture because we we have to understand sexual perversion and sex, just normal sex between a husband and wife, are two totally different things. It's like, it's the same thing as like if you take, uh, you, you know, you, you take a, a, an aspirin for a headache. Well, that is a totally different thing than getting high on morphine, right? Even though you could say that they're, they're both, you know, sort of in the same realm as drugs, but one is relatively safe. One is fine. Or if you don't like aspirin, if, if, you know, let, let's say a supplement or something. Um, but one, one is relatively safe while the other one is a perversion of that. One is medicine meant to, meant to make you better while the other one is a perversion. Sex is the same way. There's, there's a, a, a godly form of it, a natural form of it. Where there's where, where where it really is the whole thing. It's not. I shouldn't even say it's a form of sex. That just is what sex is. Uh, but there's also this perversion. So everything in life has this. 
Um, so when I say, you know, we should talk to our children um, about the dangers of our over-sexualized culture, you know, we have to talk to them in a, on a level that they can understand depending on their age, but we do need to talk to them. Now, there's a perversion of that where parents, believe it or not, are actually watching pornography with their kids in order to show them that it's really not that big of a deal. It's just a normal, everyday thing. I remember the first time that I heard anything about this was, it was years ago. Do you remember that show Wife Swap? Uh, I used to watch that all the time uh, with my mom when my mom was still alive. So I was, I was uh, like a like a teenager at, at this time, and it, it was one of the few times my mom and I actually really got along. We, you know, we would watch TV. But I remember this one episode. I believe it. Was, I believe it was Wife Swap. But I remember this one episode where this this it was a Christian. I, I believe a Christian woman swapped, you know, with a really a sexually perverted family. I mean, the the parents of this family would talk to their kids gratuitously about sex over the dinner table all day, every day. They, the, the, the husband and the wife would tell their kids about the kinds of things they did in bed the night before. And these kids, I mean, they were young. You know, they were way too young to be hearing that kind of stuff. The kids were embarrassed about it. The kids didn't really seem to like it all that much, but the, the parents were saying that they wanted to Basically, they were trying to normalize sex for their children because they felt that it's just a normal part of life. It's a normal uh, human function, and uh, y- y- you know, kids should kids should know about it. That's basically what they were saying, which is absolutely ridiculous. But that's what you get with an oversexualized culture. Now, this was when I saw that. That was probably twenty years ago. So imagine how bad it is now. Well, here's one example. Again, this is from Us Magazine. Allie Wentworth explains why parents should watch porn with their kids. Quote, you can't stop them. That absolutely is child abuse. Uh, By the way, Allie Wentworth is uh, George Stephanopoulos' wife, I believe. You know, the newscaster, the, the, uh, I forget, I forget which, which network he's with, but, um, this is child abuse. You can't show pornography to children. Now, is she saying that she is doing this, or is she, te- or is she saying that people should, or what I suspect may be the case? I think she's testing the audience. I, I, I believe. Now, I can't. I'm not accusing her because I don't have evidence beyond what she's saying. But the, just the psychology of somebody who believes in this stuff. Why wouldn't she do it? You know, if she's saying that she believes in this stuff. But she's but she but why wouldn't she do that then? You know, because listen, listen to how she talks about it. So, again, this is Us Weekly. It's a huge magazine. And it's in full support of this. So watching adult films with family, Allie Wentworth revealed she would. And they put that in quotes because she said that she would view porn with her and George Stephanopoulos's two children instead of letting them watch it on their own. So this is a, this is what's called a false dichotomy. It, they're they're trying to make it sound like it's one or the other. It's either you watch them with their kids or they find out about it on their own. Well, that's not true. You know that that doesn't have to be the case. There is there are other options there. So. She says, oh, and it's a comedian, and, and see, because it's a comedian, she can, always, she can always fall back on, well, I was just joking. You know, I was just kidding around. I, I don't know 
why that joke is particularly funny, but I don't think it is a joke. I, I think that probably she actually does do this. Because when, when she says that she would do it, what does that mean? Is it like, yeah, I probably would, or is it, yeah, I would watch, uh, I, w- I would watch porn with, uh, you know, George and the kids. I would do that all the time. That that's things that we would do, you know, like as if it, it's things that have happened, you know, like like when I say, yeah, I I, I would make dinner for uh, my wife and the kids all the time. Um, I I would have even done that last week, you, you know. It, it dep- we don't know the context of would, what that means, but I suspect it probably means that they've done this. So she told Deborah Messing and Mandana Dayani during the Thursday, July 16th podcast episode, The Dissenters, uh, quote, in porn, women have been conditioned to look and act a certain way. They are performing, and it's dangerous to have boys see this as something women want. So so she's saying that you should show young boys this and tell them that it's a performance. They're acting. It's it's an art form. It's just That's just disgusting. The actress who shares Elliot, 17, and Harper, 15, a 15-year-old girl she, she's talking about here, with the all-too-human author, uh, 59, concluded, you can't stop them, so I would watch it with them. I would look at porn with them that one time like they're performing. Now, when she's saying would, what does she mean? Is she talking about a long time ago that this is something that they did? Yeah, I would do that all the time. Or is she saying, I would. I, 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 would, wa- I would watch porn with my kids. That's something that I think is acceptable. So is she saying that she doesn't do it, but she believes totally that it's totally fine and that it's even safer to do that? I, I see that that tells me who who believes that something is safer for their kids and then doesn't do it. That doesn't make sense. I I, I imagine that she probably did, and she's framing it like this to test the audience. You know, the psychology. This this is exactly how somebody would talk if somebody wanted to talk about this. And wanted to kind of show off how progressive they are with their kids, but they don't really know where the line is, and they don't know if 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 uh, the audience is going to react badly. This is exactly how someone would phrase it. You know, if you're if you're trying to to lie but tell the truth at the same time, you know, tell the truth but in a way that you can protect yourself and say that you were just kidding or or that you were just you you were you, you know you're being taken out of context because you technically said would you know those arguments from technicality those kinds of things. This is exactly how people like that phrase things. So it makes me suspicious that she may have actually done this. Again, I'm not accusing because I don't know for sure, but it it seems fairly likely. So it goes on. Wentworth also looks at social media with her daughters, telling the hosts, quote, I say, do you see this girl? There is a hole she's trying to fill, end quote. Uh, I also use, oh, and then she goes on to say, I also use humor to try and converse with them and say things like, did you drop out of school today? Did you get married today? So she's using humor in, in a sexual manner. I obviously don't have to explain that joke. To a, to a 15-year-old girl and a 17-year-old boy, some may say, well, 17, that's close to 18, that's fine. Even an 18-year-old, that, that's not okay. I, I, wouldn't, I, I don't think even adults should be joking like that. I'm not, now, I'm not saying a law should be passed against it, but I just, in a polite society, in a society that's not overly sexualized, that type of joking would, would not land well. It just it wouldn't be funny. It would come across as extremely childish and immature, because it is. 
But because we live in a very immature society, it's seen as something that's 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 funny and acceptable, even celebrated. It goes on. The Go Ask Alley author has previously spoken candidly of her and Stephanopoulos' sex life. Why? Who cares? Saying they got they they got it on twice a day in 1997. Quote, Chris Rock even said to me, you're a married couple and you have an active physical life. That's a great thing. End quote. She said, I'm Good Morning America in April 2018. She said, quote, I'm not ashamed of it. There's nothing to be shamed, ashamed of. End quote. It's something that shouldn't even be discussed or talked about. Who cares? And again, it's not because it, it's this shameful, horrible thing. That's how they want to paint it. They want to paint us as if we don't want to talk to talk about it because we're prudes. No, it's because it's just not that interesting. You know, I don't care about celebrity sex lives or the, the sex lives of my friends or family members. You know, I, I don't care about any. Most people don't. Most people don't want to hear that. It's perfectly fine to have some things in your life that are just private with you and your wife or your husband. And and to to openly just share that with the world, I think not only is it incredibly immature, uh, but it, it's a little bit of a betrayal, isn't it? I mean, you have this. What th this is what I mean. Just the way sex is supposed to be between a man and a wife. It, it's it's a very intimate, private thing. It's something that you share with with your husband or wife. You know, obviously, depending if you're a man or woman listening to this right now. Uh, it's this intimate moment that you share with your with your spouse, the person that you've married and are spending the rest of your life with. Um, and you you you're gonna have very few moments that are just private like that that's one thing that that you have together that's just between you and it's special and it's sacred but the, to then just go make a mockery of it blast it all over to millions of people i mean doesn't that just cheapen it isn't that kind of a betrayal i know if it were me i'd be pretty upset i i would think you know we we had this this nice special thing together does it mean nothing to you is it is it so trivial to you that you're you're just willing to throw it away and let everybody into our bedroom, so to speak. But they don't look at sex like that. They don't look at it as, as a, a, a sacred thing. They, they look at it as basically it's just a biological function that make, that make two or more people feel good. That, that's all they look at. It, it, it's the equivalent of you have a beautiful piece of art like the Mona Lisa, and then somebody comes in and just throws food on it and spray paints all over it and, and, and you know, relieves themselves all over it. I mean, that, that's basically what, what, what they're doing. You, you have this, this beautiful thing, but because it's a beautiful thing of God, these people who are rebellious against God, they, they feel like, they have to tear it down, and they have to ruin it for everybody. Hence, the over-perverted, sexualized culture we live in. So it goes on, you know, she talks about that for some reason, like, like they're showing off about it. What is there to show off about? That, that's another thing that's ridiculous. Sex has become this thing where, especially teenagers, uh, it, it's they, they show off about it. Men, women, doesn't matter. They show off about it. The more perverse, the more the more they can show off, the more they boast. The Nightcap star, isn't it nice that every time they mention this woman, they have to put in their, their book or their show, you know, the so-and-so author, the so-and-so star. That's a real nice way to plug her products. I, and by the way, I've never heard of this woman before today, before this, I saw this story. 
So she explained in her memoir at the time, quote, the lowest moment for me is when the time arrives for the fateful question, how often do you and your husband have sex? I have lost friends with this question. What? The women gasp and scream like I've confessed that I shot my dog. One of them always slams her fist down on the table. A woman's wine glass once smashed in her hand. I'm sorry, we're hot for each other. And then she she exclaims the name of our Lord and Savior. Um, I lost friends over it. Maybe, maybe if you're losing friends over that, maybe it's because they don't want to talk about a, 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 a uh, something in life that's me- that, that's supposed to be private and shared with, you know, one other person. Maybe they don't want to talk about sex all the time. I know that I would probably stop being friends with somebody if they just kept talking about their sex life and showing off about it. I don't think she lost friends because her, her, her friends are just jealous that her and her husband, you know, engage in that so often and they, they just don't as much. I don't think that's the case. She, she appears to me to be the type of woman who is constantly showing off about it as, as if that's, that's the most important thing in her life, meaning she's an incredibly shallow woman and she obviously doesn't think much of her husband. Uh, and, I wouldn't want to be friends with like somebody like that either. I, I, I would wager that's probably why she's lo- losing friends. Anyway, if you want to read the rest of the story, you can do so at Us Weekly. I don't want to talk too much about that, but I did want to use that as an example, kind of a, a, a launching off point for where we're headed uh, today. Because the, the, the main theme of this episode, and, and you know if you follow me that we've done two other episodes before this, so this is kind of a trilogy here that we're doing. The main theme in today's episode is just the over-sexualization aspect. So in in the first one we did... Uh, you know, we talked about the normalization of pedophilia and how there are several examples of that in entertainment, in the media. It's it's everywhere. Um, so we talked about that. Actually, while we're on the topic, uh, real quick, I do have a clip to show you from CNN about the normalization of pedophilia. So watch this. CNN.com commentary raises a thought-provoking question. Should pedophiles be extended some measure of sympathy are we doing enough to identify and help pedophiles before they victimize our children dr james Cantor wrote that commentary he is a psychologist and a senior scientist at the center for addiction and mental health in toronto and he joins us now doctor thank you for joining us my pleasure i want to ask you something and i know people are going to probably send me a lot of hate mail for this I don't really take, I've never been one to take glee in anyone's demise. And when I saw Jerry Sandusky walk out in handcuffs, I did kind of feel a bit sorry for him. Even though I know the jury found him to do some horrific things, it just, I was like, you know, his life is over. All of these young boys, it was terrible for them as well. There are no winners. In your piece, you say someone has no choice to be a pedophile, but someone can choose to not be a child molester. So explain that to us. Look, we have to understand very specifically that pedophilia is separate from child molestation. Pedophilia refers to the actual, genuine, underlying sexual interest. For some reason, and we haven't worked out the details yet, there are some people born with a genuine sexual interest in children. They didn't ask for that. Nobody asks to be a pedophile. That just seems to be the case for these people. But that's very different from child molestation, which is a choice. They can't control what they're attracted to, but they can control what they do with, uh, with those attractions. 
So someone was born that way with to and, and they can't help themselves, but that's not to make an excuse for their behavior. Exactly. I mean, uh, they're not responsible for what they're attracted to. They appear to be born with it. So you see in a in an over-sexualized culture, the more perverted the sexual thing, it's only a matter of time before it's seen as, as normal. And this is what's going to happen. Right now they're saying it's a mental disorder. So they're not yet claiming that it's normal. They, they're trying to get it listed as a mental disorder. Once they do that, they're going to start celebrating it, and they'll want it removed from, you know, removed as a medical disorder because it stigmatizes uh, pedophiles, basically. If you will remember, it wasn't that long ago that even homosexuality was listed as a mental disorder. Now, that's not to insult anybody, but that, that's how it was viewed. And how is it viewed today? There, there were there, there was all sorts of pressure uh, put on the psychiatric community, scientists and, and people, to, to get it removed as a mental disorder. So it's no longer classified as a mental disorder. Now it is, it is basically classified as a normal sexual orientation, and it's celebrated. You would never see anybody celebrating heterosexuality, but they'll, ce- they'll celebrate that. That is the same trajectory that pedophilia is on right now they're trying to get it made as a you know listed as a mental disorder once they succeed they'll ride that out a little while and then they'll try to get it removed because it's too insulting it's too insulting to pedophiles they're normalizing it and we see the beginnings of it in that disgusting cnn don lemon clip and it is it's it's horrifying and it's absolutely disgusting and notice how they keep trying to change the language because this is what they do they have to they have to keep changing the language. Well, pedophilia and child molestation are two different things we have to understand. Like 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 there's no commonality between the two. Like they're not directly connected. It it but that that's what they, that's what they try to do. That's what they try to do. That's how they're going to normalize it. And it's because we live in this over-sexualized culture. And the normalization of pedophilia... So, as I said before, in this kind of trilogy that we're doing here of these episodes, the first episode we talked about the normalization of pedophilia. The second one uh, that we just recently did, we talked about how pedophiles are being released uh, all over the country. They're being released from prison. It's already bad enough that they get very minimum sentences, but now they're just outright being released and sent out back into the community. Uh, so we talked about that, um, and then this one I want to talk. I want to focus on our over-sexualized culture, but also our over-politicized culture. Everything is sexualized and politicized, and how doing that, having that outlook, has has really changed the way culture sees uh, the child trafficking epidemic and the change in language. How language is being changed. Uh, has really politicized the matter, and we already live in an over-sexualized culture as it is. So before we get back to the over-sexualization, because I have a horrifying story, um, I wanted to go over some common misconceptions just about child sex trafficking. Um, and, and and then at the end of today's video, I want to talk about, uh, I, I, want, I want to start this campaign. I think it's something very easy that all of us can do 
that can have a huge impact because I keep getting asked, what can we do? I have that answer for you, and it's more than just staying away from pornography and staying away from you know over-sexualized TV shows and stuff like that. Um, it, it's it's more than that. There's something proactive that you can do, uh, which will and it's it's easy. All all it involves is um, sending a few messages or sending a few emails. And I think that if we all do this, it can have a huge impact. We'll get to that in a little bit. But I wanted to talk about uh, some common misconceptions. Um, and um, so one common misconception is that child sex trafficking is actually rare in America. But the truth is America has been ranked one of the worst countries in the world for human trafficking. And one out of uh, four victims of human tra trafficking are children. One out of four. So around 500,000 kids are being trafficked per day in America. And a child who is being trafficked is raped on average between five and 15 times a day, uh, which is just unbelievable. One child, five to 15 times a day. That is their life. And it's not a long life either. And... Only 1% of that crime is ever reported. That's why it doesn't seem like it's that big of a problem. Because only 1% of the crime is actually reported. And even the ones that are reported, I mean, the issue has been largely ignored until pretty much this year. Um, another misconception is that the average age of a child... Uh, that's trafficked is in their mid to late teens. So, you know, a lot of times when we think of child sex trafficking, uh, it, it's it's rare to think of like babies or two or three year olds. We tend to think of, you know, somewhere in the 15, 16, you know, maybe 14 year old range. Well, here here's why we think that. Now, the average age of girls who are sex trafficked is 12 to 14 years old, and the average for boys is 15 years old. But those numbers are a little skewed. And why is that? It's because the la the average Life expectancy of a child who is being sex trafficked is only seven years old. That is the average life expectancy. So the true average age of sex trafficked children would be much, much lower, but too many of them don't survive. Too many of them die, and they're not counted in, in, the, in the averages for the average age. Because when they look at average age of sex trafficked kids, they look at you know who, who are being sex trafficked right now. So they, they don't, they don't, in, in that statistic, they typically don't add in the kids that have died. So if you, if, if we were to do that though, the average age of sex traffic children would be much lower. But it's that, it, it, it's the problem that, that the, the life expectancy is only seven years. That causes the average age to appear older than what it really is. And think about this, the average age is seven years. That means there's a lot of kids, half of them, that are under seven years old and are dying because of this. And, and again, those numbers, around 500,000 kids are being trafficked per day in America. So that, that is an ungod, ungodly amount of kids that are being uh, raped, tortured, and killed in the most horrific ways imaginable. Yet the media would dare to politicize this, and we're going we're gonna to get into that. Um, there are some other misconceptions too, and I talk about this, and, and by the way, I'm getting this information from Yako Bouyans, who, in my opinion, is the foremost expert today on the front lines in this fight. Um, and he, he is 
I mean, he's always touring the country. He's doing. We probably heard of him because he's on uh, media all the time, um, and it's generally conservative media. And it's not because he has any kind of political bias. He is a conservative Christian himself, uh, but he has no bias when it comes to this issue. It's just the left wing media won't have him on, and we're, we'll get into that in a little bit. But. Um, the reason I'm using him as a source is because I think he is the most reliable source out there who of, of people who are actually fighting in the front lines uh, of the of this fight today and who actually have seen it all, who who are actually willing to admit that there are even occult and satanic practices sometimes involved in the in in this trafficking of children. Um, and it's because of his expertise that I have featured him in a new movie that's coming all coming out uh, very soon called Silent Cry, and that by the time that you're uh, if you're listening to this, because I believe this um, what what we're talking about right now is going to be included in an audio series that will be uh, part of the package that's going to be offered with silent cry through defender uh through defender publishing and skywatch films um but at 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 the time of this recording the movie's not out yet but everything is done with it it's done um the the whole movie is finished uh it, it is it is it, it, it it's out of my hands at this point so um it, we probably only got a couple of months before it's released and what what i'm getting at is part of what we talked about in the movie is 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 this work dangerous and of course it's dangerous there have been this is why i've been asking for prayers for so long from you guys i've been you know the past few months i've been asking for prayers for for safety and i've only told you that i've been working on a project that's you know goes into some dangerous territory uh well that's that's why because there have been people that have been killed from this now as far as i know i i haven't seen any threats i haven't been threatened at all no one's as far as I know, no one's coming after me. But at this point, it would be too late anyway. The whole the whole project's out of my hands, um, and so it, it's it's too late. If if something were to happen to me, this this film is still it's still getting out there. Nothing can be done. Um, I mean, it, it's it's literally not even in the the building anymore. So, uh, but anyway, it should be released in a couple of months. It's called Silent Cry, and it's. It's a big deal. Uh, you're you're going to want to watch it, but it deals with the it deals with child sex trafficking, but it also deals with the satanic connections behind it, the danger that's involved in exposing this stuff. So I'm glad that we're living in a time where this stuff is coming to light, but we have to be very careful not to engage in unsubstantiated conspiracy theory. And I did talk about that in the previous two uh, episodes, so I won't get into that again. But there are there are reasons. To to that that we can know or have evidence that this is tied in with occultism. So um, I do have a presentation coming up at the Stand 2020 Defender Conference. It's a virtual conference. We couldn't do it live because of COVID, uh, but you can still get your tickets. You can still see it. And in that, I I do get into more of the Satanism stuff. I'm not going to get into it much in this episode because it kind of falls outside of what we're what we're talking about here. And by now, um, if you are listening to this on the audio series, then by now you've already seen the movie and you already 
uh, are, are aware of a lot of the occult connections. Um, and if you're viewing this on YouTube um, right after I upload it, uh, then very shortly you'll have access to all that information. But also I have some of that on my channel already. So I have uh, pre-interviews with uh, people that we were going to try to get in the movie, but because of COVID and travel restrictions, we weren't able to. So people like Greg Reed and uh, William Ramsey, people who have seen this stuff up up front, up close. Um, uh, Greg Reed is a satanic ritual abuse and child trafficking survivor himself, and he's a private investigator now. Uh, and so we talk. We talk to him. That is uh, that is available not only on the audio series, and and but it's also available on YouTube right now. Uh, the whole video interview, if you want to look that up, it's on my channel. Um, or you can just go to dailyrenegade.com and find it there. There you'll get the, the full interview. Um, and that's, that's the thing. So in the audio series, if you're, if you're listening to the audio series right now, I don't want you to feel like you got, you got cheapened out or something, you know, uh, because only half of the interview is actually available, um, on, uh, only half of the the interview is actually available on YouTube, whereas the full interview is available for members only for paying members of Daily Renegade, um, but also for you know for the audio series. So I'm, uh, the audio series is not just something that's compiled; that's just only free stuff that you can get online. Uh, we we don't want to do that to you. It's it's exclusive stuff, um, much of which because it's a whole collection, much of which you can't get anywhere else. Okay. Um, so I wanted to go through some of those misconceptions. Now, something else that we can talk about, this is a very disturbing story. Um, but we need to know what's going on and, and how this is being framed. We got to remember what we talked about in the past couple of episodes. It's being framed as if these people can't control their urges or they can't control their feelings. Right now, they're at the stage where they're saying they can't control their feelings, but they can probably control their urges. So what they're trying to say is it's okay for these people to be in society as long as they don't act on their urges. That's not okay. And I explained why in other episodes, but it's it's a sexual perversion, and just because they haven't been caught doesn't mean that they're not engaging in, in, in their urges, but, and it also doesn't mean that they never will. So it's dangerous, but because they're thinking that they're thinking, well, we don't want to be mean to these pedophiles. You know, again, they're making the abusers, the victims. Um, and, and what, what's the best thing that you could say about these, 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 these monsters, the best thing, a, a non offending pedophile, as they like to be called, the best thing you can say about them is this is an individual that fantasizes about the rape of children. That's the best thing you could say. You you, you can't sugarcoat it any more than that because that that's that for, for a pedophile that's as good as it gets. It only gets worse. So a non-offending pedophile, while they might you know, or a virtuous pedophile, which we talked about in a previous uh, video. They may like to say that they're non-offending and they don't act on their urges. Okay, so what does that mean? It means that they are an individual. This is an individual who fantasizes about the rape of children. They can't fantasize about the, the, the consen consensual sex with children because children can't give consent. That, that's not a child, you know, not even in a fantasy. If a child could give consent, then that's not a child. You have to be an adult. 
And we'll, we'll get we'll get a little bit more into that later too. But so they they fantasize. Do you want someone like that in your community? But they're trying to act as if as long as they don't act on their urges, then it's okay. No, it's not okay. Because if we're going to accept that and allow that, what's they're not going to stop there. What's next? They're going to be doing what they're doing now. They're going to try to normalize pedophilia so they can create a society where they can act on their urges because that's ultimately what they want. They're not going to be satisfied with just the fantasy as long as they continue in that. Now, ideally, they they can take steps to 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 change and we talked about that in other videos too and I actually got some comments from pedoph- pedophilia pe- pedophile apologists just stating no they can't they can't change it they can't they can't change their sexual preference who who's to say just the fact that it's called a sexual preference means it's subjective it's not an objective just just hard set in stone fact who's to say they can't change it and like i said in the last video they might say well who's to say they can where I would say, no, the burden of proof is on you to prove that they can't because human beings can change anything else. We can change our tastes in anything else. I used food as an example, and then somebody commented and said, you know, it's different than food. Well, the food thing is an example. But everything else that's not just a hard biological fact, everything else you can change, everything that's subjective. And your sexual preference is subjective. You can't do a body scan on somebody and and just know, you know, if they're straight, if they're gay, if they're a pedophile. You know, there's there's nothing in the biology. It's 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 subjective. It's a subjective matter. And with anything else, human beings they can change subjective matters. And I use food as an example. You can you can learn to like foods that you didn't like before. And actually, your your taste buds change anyway, so that that's just kind of a part of being a human. So, someone would have to prove that sexuality is is somehow the standalone thing that human beings can't change. No, they want it to be that way. It's more convenient if they can't change it because then they're not responsible. Then they can look at these monsters like victims. Then they can virtue signal to everybody else, and they get to stand against the culture you know, in their minds. That's what they're thinking. Really, it's a self-centered view. They're, they're, trying, they're, trying to, they're trying to stand up for the unsung heroes so they can be heroes themselves. That's the psychology behind this. You know, they're, they're standing up against an oppressive culture who just wants to, who just wants to, to, to make martyrs out of pedophiles, and really they're just misunderstood. But you know what? It's a fantasy because we don't live in that culture. We live in a culture that is all but celebrating pedophilia. They're apologizing for it. You know, the, the culture is, 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 and when I say apologizing, I don't mean they're saying this. I'm not, I mean like in an a, a, apologist. You know, they're, they're excusing it. They're making excuses for it. But then we have, we have stories like this. Deeply disturbing, lifelike child sex dolls based on girls and toddlers that boast their 100% anatomically correct are on sale in Australia. And and in the last video, we talked about that horrific story of of, uh, a five-year-old being raped almost to death by a pack of kids that were around, around 13 years old. 
And, and why is that happening? Well, here here's one clue of what's happening in Australia. They're a little ahead of us in the sexual perversion game, it seems. Now, I got some comments from people saying that story, it was because of the aboriginal culture. Okay, they're human beings, right? I get that different people have different culture, but they're still human beings. They know what's right and what's wrong. So who's to say that we're not on that same road and they're just a little ahead of us? You know, they, they, some of these people are trying to say that they're, they're, they're more primitive or something, which to me sounds awfully racist. But they're, they're trying to say that, you know, they're, they're, they're just more primitive. It's just a cultural difference. No, they are human beings. And this is wrong. And there's, there's nothing to say that our culture can't become just like theirs. So this is what's happening in Australia now. And could this be a reason why child rape seems to be happening more? You know, the statistic that the article it said it said it's something like six times uh, more does it does it happen in that in that type of community uh, than it does in I forget it if it was either the rest of Australia or the rest of the world or in America or what, but it's like six times more. It happens six times more. Could it be because of things like this, and because judges are letting these people off the hook? The judge in that case said, uh, or or it was a different case of, of a girl, a 10-year-old girl that was brutally uh, gang-raped. The judge said that the girl probably wanted it to happen. That's where our culture is headed if we're not careful. If we just turn a blind eye because we, we, say, we say, well, that's just, their, that's just their culture. They're just weird over there. You know, that, that, well, aboriginals for you. What can you do? No, no, no. They, they, they are human beings just like we are. They are subject to morality just like we are. If 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 you especially if you're a Christian and you believe in an in an objective right and wrong, then they're they're just like we are. And if you don't believe in an objective right or wrong, then how can you ever demean the Nazis? You know, how could you ever you know, that's just a different culture. Right? If there's no objective right and wrong and there's just preferences and there's just different different cultures that prefer different things, then how could how could you ever demean the the how could you ever come against the, the Nazis? That's just a different culture. Right? So you can't have it both ways. There is absolutely an objective right and wrong. And when people don't think that there is, this is this is the kind of stuff that you get. So could it be that they are now making it easier? For pedophiles. Now they think that they're doing, they're doing society a favor. You know, like, like if we, okay, fine. If we give the pedophiles dolls, then they won't be raping kids. No, that's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is you are, you are taking another step closer to normalizing child molestation. You're, 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 you're putting your society a little bit closer to that instead of just outright demonizing this for what it is, calling it what it is. It's child rape. So creepy, life-like child sex dolls, including ones the size of babies, have been found on sale on one of the world's largest online retailers. Investigators found a large number of the horrific items on the marketplace Alibaba, despite the Chinese company previously committing to remove child sex dolls from sale. Why didn't they remove them? Because they're selling. There's a market for this. This is how far gone society is. That there would be a market for this, and and, and look, three hundred and fifty dollars. 
Australian campaign group Collective Shout, who fight against the sexualization of girls, found the dolls, which they branded some of the most disturbing content they had ever seen. Dolls included replicas of children marketed as sex dolls of men with the listing boasting that they are anatomically correct with replica genitalia. Other listings include included details from the sellers about how they can be used, including video guides. Some of the dolls were as small as two feet tall, which is about the height of a six-month-old baby, reports news.com.au. And one listing included a two-foot tall, a two-foot six-inch tall doll described as a baby that was cute and soft. Another featured a female doll described as small breast young girl that was so tiny it could be disassembled and kept in a suitcase. The vile items were being sold for around four hundred each. Uh, each by at least 18 different suppliers in Alibaba. Collective Shout campaigner Melinda Lizuski said, I've been an activist with Collective Shout for 10 years, and it's the most disturbing content I've seen. It's deeply distressing to view. She added, at a time, and, and here's that creepy doll. You know, you can see that. All folded up in a suitcase. She added, quote, at a time when there is more awareness of child sexual abuse than ever, how is it that a multi-billion dollar mainstream corporation like Alibaba can profit from normalizing the rape of babies? End quote. Owning a child sex abuse doll is illegal under Australian law, but the sellers were offering to ship it to the country. And again, it's because the Australian law, it may be illegal, but their law is so lax. Their law is so, so, so conveniently just relaxed that judges are letting abusers off the hook, which, again, we looked at the stories yesterday in the last video. Um, Miss Lewiski said, uh, added some of the sellers of the child sex dolls to the group uncovered were verified by the company. Collective, so they were actually verified by the company. So it's not like this flew under the radar and the company wasn't aware of it. The company themselves verified it, like like how Amazon will do like verified purchase, verified seller, that kind of thing. Collective Shout is calling on credit card and money transfer companies to cease doing business with Alibaba till it takes action on uh, child sex dolls. This is not the first time the dolls have been uncovered at the site. With previous investigations in 2018 and January this year finding a trove of the items. So it's not the first time this has happened. It's happened before, and they're trying to get away with doing it again. Alibaba has ins insisted it is proactive in policing its listings. It's obviously not. And that it will always take action to remove them when notified. How is it even allowed in the first place? Collective Shout campaigner manager Caitlin Roper, who is re researching female sex dolls and sex robots, said the dolls are far from harmless. She said child sex abuse dolls are designed to facilitate users' fantasies of raping a child. This is not a victimless crime. These lifelike dolls normalize and legitimize the sexual use and abuse of children. It's not a victimless crime. So there are those out there who support the use of these dolls and, and they would say, well, they have to channel, they have to channel it somewhere. Better it be on a doll than on a child. Excuse me. No, that's not what's happening. It's 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 normal. It's shifting the culture. It's not doing anything for the pedophile. It's not making the pedophile not a pedophile. It's normalizing the culture and making the culture more, uh, you know, more 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 desensitized. That's the word I'm looking for. It makes the culture more desensitized to this kind of thing. Again, it's one step closer to having full-on rape of children and having it totally be legal and culturally accepted. That is where these cultures are headed. That's where Australia is headed, and that's where we're headed in America, too. There, there's lots of places in the world where the rape of children 
is looked at as kind of like it's okay. Like it's just something that happens. A lot of sick, demented, twisted, backwards, uh, evil cultures are like that. A lot of countries are like that. We happen to be one of the few bastions of hope where we, what we're supposed to, we're supposed to actually value our children. We like to pretend that we do, but a lot of times our culture doesn't. Our culture tends to hate our children. And we talked about that. Now, this is, this is how much our culture hates our children. It's because they're, they're taking an issue like pedophilia, like child sex trafficking, and they're politicizing it. Now, we here who are, who are fighting against it. So in the movie Silent Cry, I purposely did not include much in the way of, you know, like, pro-Trump stuff, you know, and it's not, it's not because I'm not pro-Trump. I am. I don't want to politicize this and I don't want to give somebody on the other side of the political aisle an excuse to not watch this movie and to, to not take this issue seriously. I don't want them to look at, you know, some Democrat to look at this movie and say, oh, well, that's just pro-Trump propaganda. That's all that is. So I, I purposely left, left the political stuff out of it. I'm going to talk about it here though. Um, because there are those in this country that politicize this issue. They use it to score political point points, but then they project, because this is what the left does. The left projects their sins onto the right, and then they say that the right is doing it. So people on the left, they're some of the most, you know, especially the extreme, far-left uh, extremists. They're some of the most racist people you'll ever meet in your life. But they will claim that we're the racist especially Christians. You know, Christians are the least racist people in the world. Christians are, are the most tolerant people in the world. But they will claim, because they are so intolerant, they'll project onto us and say that we're not tolerant. And they also, they also uh, misuse the word tolerance. Tolerance doesn't mean acceptance. It doesn't mean celebrate. Tolerance means if I, if I happen to uh, meet a gay person, you know, if somebody introduce us, introduces uh, me to, like, a gay person, I'll shake his hand, I'll be friendly with him, and I will tell him about Jesus. And I probably won't bring his sexuality up unless he asks about it. I probably won't. If he asks about it, I'll be happy to talk talk to him about it. But it prob that probably won't even happen. At least that's that's kind of been the case, you know, what I've noticed. But... That, so that's, that's tolerance. Tolerance means I'm not going to hate the guy. All right? I, I, I hate his sin as much as I hate my own sin. Uh, here, here's you know kind of an interesting bit of trivia. Uh, yes, the Bible does say that homosexuality is an abomination, but it also says lying is an abomination. Both, are, both can be found in the Old Testament. So it shows... It shows how seriously God looks at lying, and that's why I've been, you know, really harping on lately how we got to make sure we get correct information out. Um, but sin is sin, and not not all sins are equal in the eyes of the Lord. Some sins are worse than other sins. Some, you know, there's even an unforgivable sin. Uh, but, um, but. At the same time, it's it's an abomination, and I I don't take the stance that this person, this this homosexual who is just as much in need of Jesus as I am for his salvation, that I am anywhere in a position above him. I, I see us all human beings; we're all in the same boat. 
Um, you know, we're all in need of a Savior, and there's only one sufficient Savior, and that's Jesus Christ. That is normal Christianity. And if you're a Christian watching this or listening to this, then you already know that that's the truth. It's extremely rare to ever come across a Christian who is like the Westboro Baptist types, you know, that, that, that will actually go out of their way to be extremely mean to a gay person. It, I mean, it, it's, it's very rare. And I would say that anybody doing that is not really acting Christian anyway, because that's not taught, that, that's not how we're taught to treat people in the Bible. Um, now, sometimes what does happen is sometimes uh, people have an axe to grind and they, they will exaggerate a Christian's behavior. You know, they'll say that they were behaving worse than they actually were. That happens. There are times that, because human beings are human beings, there are times that uh, self-proclaimed Christians will exaggerate and say that an atheist was a lot meaner to him than he may have been. That can happen too. I don't think it's a direct 50-50, you know, equivalency i think it's more often christians are lied about than christians will lie about people uh but but th th this is this is what the left this is this is it's not even the left it's it's people with this type of personality type it's it's people it's people who who who, who don't like individualism they don't want to take person or uh, responsibility for their own actions they typically fall into the political left but um but it's not a political thing. This is a human thing. This is just a type of person. Uh it's an immature type of person. There's a lot of them. But they they they'll they'll commit some sin. They'll do something that they know is wrong and because they're not submitting to Jesus, they they they, they don't have any way to absolve that sin. Uh they project it onto other people who aren't committing that sin and trying to make it sound like they're actually committing the sin. It's called projection. That's what they do. So here we have a really good example of that. Here's an opinion piece from the New York Times. My friend Andrew Claven likes to call that a, a former newspaper, which is pretty funny. Um, but, oh, which, by the way, I should, uh, I, if, if you were looking for the Andrew Claven interviews that I did, they weren't only on the channel that got deleted. Uh, so my YouTube channel, 70, 80,000 subscribers, somewhere around there, got totally deleted. YouTube deleted the whole thing without warning, uh, just deleted it, never, could never get it back. And some of my interviews, uh, like with Michael Knowles, got deleted along with it. And I don't think I had that anywhere else. I, I'd have to check. Um, it's probably on blog talk somewhere, but, but it got deleted, uh, Andrew Claven as well, but I do the Andrew Claven, um, interviews were for into the multiverse and that channel is still up. So if you were, if you were wondering about that, that's where they are. Uh, so the New York times Trump uses kids sold into slavery to score political points. Okay. This is, this is such a good example of projection. Because you would think any president willing to fight against sex trafficking, child sex trafficking, especially, that's a good thing, right? Um, if they're actually, if they're doing something. Now, Trump has a pretty solid track record for fighting against human trafficking. Ivanka Trump does too. That she's made that like her sole mission. Um, now, some people say that Obama also did stuff against sex trafficking. Maybe I don't really know, but I don't, I don't go out of my way to claim that he didn't. You know, I I don't know. I right at this moment, right now, I haven't researched that, so I don't make any claims about it one way or another. Um, but I don't. I I I would not say. You know, if he if he did, if he did, then great. 
then I'm glad that he did. Because again, this should not be a partisan issue. This should not be a right and left issue. This should be something that everyone can get behind. But like every stupid thing else, this has become politicized. And here we see it. Here's a guy, Nicholas Kristof, opinion columnist, who's just fanning the flames and making this a political issue. He's projecting. He, he, he's claiming that his political enemies are doing the very thing that his side is doing. Using human trafficking for pernicious political purposes is a Trump administration invention. That's what he's doing in this article. He's using this article to, to, to score political points by trying to fling an egg in, in Trump's face. He's making this a political issue. Instead of just saying, hey, Trump has done some stuff and thank God that he's doing that. There's nothing, even if you are just totally anti-Trump, there is nothing wrong with admitting that he's doing some good things and, and, and saying that anything that he does to, to, to help fight against child sex trafficking is good. He's not perpetuating it, right? There's no evidence of that. So if he's, if he's doing anything, even if you think he could be doing more, if he's doing anything, it's a good thing that he's doing something. So he, l l here's what this says. Few people on earth are so exploited as children trafficked into the sex trade. I agree. And now they're being exploited again by President Trump. How dare you? How dare you compare the exploitation that children have to go through while being sex trafficked? How dare you compare that horror, that torture, to whatever exploitation you think President Trump is, is doing with these children? Because, because Trump... Even if Trump is is using this to score political points, which he's not, but even if he is, that exploitation you you, ha you have you have just minimized the exploitation that these victims have to go through in the sex trade. You've minimized it because you're saying that it's it's equal to the exploitation they may feel when Trump talks about them. Th th those are in separate universes. So Trump declared at a White House meeting on trafficking last month, quote, my administration is putting unprecedented pressure on traffickers at home and abroad. My administration is fighting these monsters, persecuting and prosecuting them and locking them away for a very, very long time. We've had a tremendous track record, the best track record in a long time, end quote. So he says, I've been reporting about human trafficking all over the world since the 90s, so part of me is thrilled that a president is highlighting this issue. Okay, well, focus on that then. Be happy with that. At least he's doing something. At least... At least he's calling attention to it, if, if nothing else. But this guy suffers from severe Trump derangement sy syndrome, so he can't, he can't see it that way. He's got to see this as anti-Trump. He, he has to reduce and minimize the horrific problem of sex trafficking. And he admits here that he's covered it since the 90s. But he hates Trump so much that he's going to minimize this, this issue, in order to try and take political points away from Trump. Because apparently that's how little this issue means to this guy. That he would use it, he's projecting, he would use it to take political points away from Trump instead of calling it for what it is. 
Ivanka Trump has made it a signature issue, and she organized a White House event. The president used the occasion to announce a new White House position to oversee anti-trafficking efforts, and all this high-level attention could be very helpful. Yet, it's increasingly clear that this is less about projecting, uh, protecting children and more about exalting Trump, whose administration is actually prosecuting fewer traffickers and make it, making it harder for some trafficking survivors to get help. Okay, again, cite a source, where's a reference, and, and why is that the case? Now, he's saying that it's becoming clear that it's about exalting Trump, that, that the, the, the focus is more on bolstering Trump up instead of actually helping any kids. But he doesn't actually say how this is happening. What people are responsible, okay, what, what programs did, did Trump close? Like, how, how is this happening then? Like there, there should be specific examples that he can give, and actually he does give a couple, and it's gonna, it becomes apparently clear, very clear. It becomes uh, uh, blindingly clear what his real problem here is, and what the real issue going on is. It's not Trump; it's the Democrats, and we'll we'll see why. I believe that Trump actually wants to get some stuff done, but the Democrats don't like the way he's going about it, so they keep blocking everything. Could that be why? Could that be why there's there's fewer traffickers? Uh, that are being prosecuted because the Democrats have a certain solution in mind and it's the only solution that they're willing to accept. And it is one that is, that would, that is very, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I'll show you. So he says, as a result, major anti-trafficking organizations boycotted the white house, uh, the white house session, because again, this has become a political issue. Martina Vanderberg, the president of the Human Trafficking Legal Center in Washington, who stayed away, uh, said, quote, over the last three years, we have watched with horror as the administration has dismantled protections for trafficking survivors using human trafficking for uh, pernicious political purposes is new. It's a Trump administration invention. OK, so what they want you to believe here, they're, they're saying that these protections are for trafficking survivors. So. They want you. They want you to believe that, they, that you have to take their word for it. That these protections are uh, valid. That they're actually helping, and that they that, that that they have. They've only been they've been dismantled purely out of the blackness of Trump's heart. That they haven't been dismantled in favor of uh, better programs, programs that might be more effective. They they don't tell you any of that, do they? So you actually got to do some digging. But uh, it says the Human Trafficking Legal Center reports only 146 federal trafficking indictments in 2019, down from 204 in the last year of Obama's administration. Again, why is this? They don't tell you. All they say is, well, Trump. It's because Trump. I mean, that, that's like that's basically all they say. What specifically is he doing? Dismantling. Pro why? Why is he dismantling? What protections and why? They're not. They're they're being very vague here, and it's because they have a political position, and they're trying to not show their hand too fast. A whistleblower complaint alleges the administration diverted anti-trafficking money from 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 well-respected nonprofits to less effective organizations like Hookers for Jesus, and that's all they say about it. They don't say okay. Which well-respected nonprofits? Why are they well-respected? Who is well-respecting them? And why is something like Hookers for Jesus less effective? Why? 
They don't say. They don't tell you. They just expect you to take it at face value because he said it. What are Trump's goals and what are the what what are the goals of these other nonprofits? Could it be that he took money away from them because they weren't they 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 they, they well uh, we'll get into why but but could it be that they were actually using those funds in ways that didn't help trafficked victims as much as they liked to say that they did? We'll get to we'll get to why their 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 solutions aren't you know the 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 solutions on the other on the democrat side aren't 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 very helpful and and I know that sounds like I'm politicizing the issue too I'm reacting to the, polit- the politicization of it this should not be a politicized issue but unfortunately it is and I hate that it is but it's it's an issue where it's either the Democrat solution or the Republican solution, and it can't be anything else. And I, I'm sick of that stuff. But this is this this report, this this opinion piece is totally hypocritical. So it says foreign women and children who have been trafficked into America's sex trade are eligible for a special visa, the T visa, under a program with bipartisan support. But the administration in 2019 approved only 500 T visas, down from 748 in 2016, and wait times are now three or four times longer. The administration now threatens to deport trafficking uh, survivors who are denied T visas, so applications have fallen. Okay, why is that? Again, they don't tell you why. And I don't know why either, because they don't tell me. Why, why is that? But notice how they're making this a, a um, immigration problem now. Could any of this have anything to do with COVID? Possibly. Could that, could that possibly be why there may not, not be any, you know, as many prosecutions? Could that possibly be why? Because we've had to def- de- de- deport and not allow a lot of people into our country. Not because Trump hates uh, traffic victims but it's because we've had um a pretty big problem with this this horrible disease could it be they don't tell you they don't tell you why they just expect you to read this and think oh bad trump Continuing on, the U.S. traditionally pushed other countries to crack down on human traffickers and toughen their laws in trafficking, but in 2018, only five countries changed their laws, down from 25 in 2016. Many more tough laws are still needed. Okay, how is that Trump's fault? How is that this administration's fault? Wouldn't you blame the countries who aren't cracking down on it? No, can't do that, because that would be racist, right? The administration has also made no attempt to address underlying causes of trafficking, such as child poverty, and there it is. America's foster care system, for example, is dysfunctional and amounts to a pipeline for traffickers. Absolutely agree. Everybody can agree with that. The National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine last year offered an important roadmap to cut American child poverty by half, a step that would reduce trafficking, but the administration has ignored it. Why have they ignored it? How, how, how can they say definitively that it will reduce trafficking? That, that to cut American child poverty by half will reduce trafficking. Well, let's take a look at what their important roadmap is. When you click on the link, it brings you to this ebook. It's a paperback you can buy for $70 or an ebook for $54.99, which I don't know about you, but I don't have that kind of money. So we're just going to have to go with the description and see what they have to say. A roadmap to reducing child poverty. I think it's pretty ironic that it's a roadmap to reducing child poverty, but you got to spend 70 bucks to get it. In the description, 
It says the strengths and abilities children develop from infancy through adolescence are crucial for the physical, emotional, cognitive growth, blah, blah, blah. They, they have this, all, all this stuff until they actually get to the solution at the very end. And what does it say? A wealth of evidence suggests that a lack of adequate economic resources for families with children compromises these children's ability to grow and achieve adult success, hurting them, hurting them in the broader society. What families with children need economic resources? This is talking about welfare. This is talking about the whole welfare state. The reason that this stuff gets shut down by, by Trump and his administration is because the solution that they're proposing is give people more welfare, give, give them more money, making sure that they're totally dependent on the government and that they won't, they won't go out and, and actually make their own way and try to make their own way. It's it's to it's to widen the problem. That's already already a terrible problem. There's already huge incentives for broken families in this country, for fathers to leave their kids, for for mothers to leave their their husbands, uh, because they get more money from the government. For people to stay unemployed because they get more money from the government. And we have a rising unemployment, or or had we we have it, COVID kind of messed up the numbers on that, but. While the welfare system was growing, the unemployment number was growing too. So the solution they're proposing is to throw more money at it and to give more money to these Democrat-run cities that are in ruins right now because of their poor management. That's what Trump doesn't want to do. <laughs> Why would he? So it has nothing to do with... But, but of course, in this opinion piece, they're not going to tell you the other side of the story. They're just going to tell you things that make you hate Trump. They're not going to tell you why why he decided to ignore this this solution. Cuz there's no evidence to suggest that it would reduce trafficking. What they're saying is there's a connection between um child sex trafficking and the foster care system and child poverty. Okay, yeah. So their solution is reduce child poverty and uh then you reduce sex trafficking that might not be the case because there's a lot of sex trafficking happening in suburbs as well happening in middle america there's a lot of that but let, let's say that it, okay let's say that it would so what's the solution to to end child poverty what's the solution they say well give them more money all right well we've done that with the welfare system and has the problem improved or gotten worse it's gotten a lot worse so what these people need are jobs. They don't they don't need free money from the government. These people need jobs. And Trump has done that. So it could it poss could it possibly be that he's 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 ignored their solution because he's got a better solution. He's giving people jobs and through those jobs they can make their own money, not be reliant on the government. They can support their own families, actually be productive members of society. And and they they can they can value themselves a little bit more, and they can take care of their own families. We don't need the government to take care of our families. So could it be that that's why? But of course, you're never going to hear that in this opinion piece. Vandenberg said, "Quote: We are losing the war on trafficking mostly because we have made this all about prosecutions. We're doing no prevention." End quote. Their idea for prevention isn't things that we talk about here. You know, we, we talk about prevention on this show. We did the past two videos. What, what do we do about prevention? We, 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 we stop over-sexualizing this, this culture. That's what we do for prevention. 
We start focusing so much on sex. We, we quit creating markets for sex. Then it's not going to be exploited as much. Their, their idea for prevention is throwing money at it. More money from the government, which hasn't shown to, to improve anything. I mean, if anything, it's the other way around. When the government gets involved, things tend to get a lot worse. So then it talks about a, a victim of sex trafficking who is, you, you know, okay, let, actually, I'm going to read this. Rachel Lloyd, who was trafficked into sex, the sex trade as a teenager, now runs an excellent program. No, notice the bias there. Now, I know it's an opinion piece, but still. Excellent program, and I have my biases too, So, but they're, 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 they're stating it as if this is something that everybody would agree with. And I don't know about this program, so I don't know. But excellent program in New York City called the Girls Educational Mentor Services or GEMS. It might be a great program, I don't know, uh, which helps girls who have been trafficked. I think anybody, anybody who's helping girls that are being trafficked and it's, it, it is actually helping them, I think that's a great thing. Lloyd said that when she realized that the administration was only engaging in a PR effort, she turned down a position on an administration advisory panel and also declined a $10,000 donation from Ivanka Trump for gems. She turned that down. Are you kidding me? How, I don't care if I, if it was, if it, okay, if it was me and it was the Obama administration, I would absolutely take the donation and I would go and, and work on the advisory panel thinking that, you know, maybe I can make some change. If I'm on the advisory panel and I totally disagree with this administration and I can't stand him, I don't like Obama, you know, all this stuff, uh, then I want, I want to, I want to be in a position where I can make change. And I will absolutely take this $10,000 because, who cares if it's coming from Obama that I didn't vote for? Who cares? It's money that these girls can really use, and it can really help. But th this this Rachel person, and I, I, I really feel bad for her that she was trafficked, that she's a victim of this. It's terrible. She's decided... Because she doesn't like she she doesn't like her the, the the perceived motivations of this administration. She thinks that the administration is just using it for PR. She turned all this stuff down, even if that was true. For one thing, it's very hard to prove somebody's motivations. You know that that's why usually when I talk about people's motivations, I I'll say things like I suspect this might be the case, or well, like before that that woman with the porn thing, I I said you know this this is usually people talk, but I can't say for sure because who knows. But usually, when people do this, this is how they talk. Even even if even if it, it totally is just a PR effort, and that's all it is. Even if, so what? Get in there, take the position, inspire some change. Accept the donation and give it to the children who really need it. This is this isn't just about you. That that to me is so ridiculous and self-centered and political because this whole thing has become politicized. And now her own organization, Gems, is is ten thousand dollars poorer because of her own ego. I, I, I mean, and look again, like I said, it is terrible that she was victimized. I hate that that happened to her. She's an adult now, and it doesn't give her a pass for making a, a terrible decision for people who are being victimized right now and who really need the money. That is a terrible, self-centered, polit politicized decision. That I, I don't, I don't know anybody on on my side of the political aisle who would have done that. 
ba- basically the the conservative view or even the Christian view is 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 look you, you help people that need help you put aside your differences and and you learn to work together. So that that to me is horrendous, but but that's what happens when these issues become politicized. The issues don't become about the actual issues. They don't become about the victims anymore. They become about po- scoring political points, which is exactly what the writer of this article, of this opinion piece, is projecting that Trump is doing. So Lloyd said, "Why would we? Why would? Why would we give them cover and validation?" Because they're offering you $10,000, you get to be on an advisory board where you can voice your opinion. It's not like they're telling you that you have to say everything that they tell you to say, you know. And they're giving you, they're trying to give you a donation, but she wouldn't even accept, she declined the donation. They're trying to give you money that, that you can you can do whatever you want with it. You can help victims. Why wouldn't you take that? That's not you giving them cover and validation. You can accept the donation and still say whatever you want about Trump and the administration. And then you can go on the advisory panel and you can say the same stuff. Advise him. If you think, if you think he's doing something wrong, then you, you had a, you had, you had, you had a perfect position available for you, offered to you that you could have gone and, and maybe made some change. But because the issue is just political to this person now, uh, she turned it down. So it says human trafficking is one of the preeminent moral challenges of our time. Um, and, and, and it is. Okay, so th- this goes on. It does say more, but we have a lot more to get to. So uh, for that story, we'll call it good. But that that's the problem with the politiz- politicization of this issue. Now, is it is it true that tr- Trump is just doing a PR thing here? No, it's not. It shouldn't matter anyway, but no, it's not. Like I said, with, with, with Obama, if, if Obama, if I felt like he was really just using it as a PR stunt, but he was offering me money for my organization that helped traffic kids, and he was offering me a, a position on an advisory panel where I can actually voice my opinion and advise, of course I would take it. You know, and that, that's, that's, that's the problem with this tribal, it's tribalism too. Because these people, they don't want to go outside of their own tribe. Unless you believe everything they believe, they just won't work with you. And you got to believe everything about everything that they believe. That, that's 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 why that's why this issue has become partisan. Um, now, again, I refer to I refer to my friend uh, Yako Buyans because he's he's working with the Trump administration. He's actually working with the Trump administration. Um, he has tried to get involved on both sides of the political aisle. And I, 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 this, this is why I featured him in my, in my upcoming movie, Silent Cry. He's in this world. He, he knows about how it works. He, he's an expert in it. He, he, he's involved in this fight every day. So he, he is an actual expert. So he, he's somebody I would, I would listen to. I would take his word for it. Now, he says that Trump's actually doing more than any any president ever has and i don't have any reason to not trust him because with yako he again he is conservative and christian but in this he's not biased he has actively gone out and tried to work with the other side they won't work with him 
I don't see that from the other side. It's not like this this woman, this Rachel woman, she had a chance she could have worked with the other side, and she wouldn't do it. She turned it down because that's what these people do. They stay in their own little box. They stay in their own tribe, and they don't they, they don't get anything done because of it. They treat you like garbage if if you don't if you don't believe every single thing they believe, and they won't even they won't even bother to take time to try to voice their opinions with you. They will shout you down and demand that you believe everything they believe. Uh, so Yako's not like that. He even says in the movie he doesn't he 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 wants to help any kid, any family. It doesn't matter if their political position is the same as his. It do, none of that matters. You know, no, none of that matters. He is in this to save kids. And he'll work with anyone that will work with him. So what does he say about the matter? He says, and this is a headline, again, Fox News, because the, the other side of the aisle, they, they, are, they are focused on normalizing pedophilia. They, won't, they don't want to talk to someone like Yako. Anti-sex tra- tra- uh, trafficking leader praises ICE Trump. No question he's done more than pre- previous presidents. So director and activist uh, Yako Bullions touted President Trump's historic work in fighting sex trafficking and defended Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, as incredible people who help keep children safe. Uh, Fox News host Mark Levine uh, asked Bullions whether Trump did more to address the issue than other presidents, including former President Barack Obama. Bullions responded, uh, quote, no question. And this was on Life, Liberty, and Levine's, uh, which already this has already aired a while ago. You can go watch it. You should. It's an excellent interview. Bouyens uh, said that despite all the criticism surrounding ICE, the agency has become a vital partner in combating uh, sex trafficking. He says, quote, these are incredible men and women that help us, incredible people who actually go and keep America child- America's children safe. The president has empowered them to do so, end quote, he told Levine. Uh, and there's so many things about ICE that have just been outright lies from the mainstream media. So you, you can't, you just can't believe everything you hear. Uh, his movie Eight Days tells a story of a 15-year-old girl who's forced into sex trafficking after attending a party with her friends. Bouyan said the film was available on Netflix and other places. Uh, he claimed Bouyan's claimed that he tried taking his story to CNN and MSNBC, but faced closed doors. He says, quote, I say that not to point the finger or blame. It's just a fact. This crime doesn't ask, are you conservative or liberal? End quote. And absolutely true. Uh, Levine asked Bullions whether CNN and MSNBC were too focused on their own ideological agenda to cover the issue. And he responded, quote, you want to believe they're too busy to pay attention. And yes, they are because they're busy with silly stuff, accusing the president. End quote. Um, he also argued that sex trafficking was rooted in sex addiction fueled by mass media. Quote, it is sex addic- addic- addiction that in its core is fueled. It starts with a pornographic culture, soft porn. It's the objectification of women, which we as a country have done a great job at completely objectifying women. End quote. Specifically, Bouillon said Hollywood was to blame along with the Internet. And I totally agree. Okay, so here is an expert. Here's somebody who's actively fighting on the front lines in this in this issue. Most people with with an opinion on this aren't actually in the fight. They just have an opinion on it. Which okay, fine. You can have an opinion on whatever you want. But I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to Yako, who's actually fighting this fight, who's actually going out of his way to make real change, uh, who's actually working with whoever will work with him, who has gone to conservative outlets, but he's gone to liberal outlets too because he doesn't see this as a as an issue that should be politicized. He, he will go anywhere that will have him. And I don't see that on the other side of the aisle. So I, I, I will take Yako's word over anybody that the, the 
left, you know, like that the the guy that had the New York Times opinion piece that we just read. I will I will absolutely believe Yako over that guy. Because when I talk to Yako, I, I, and you'll see in the movie, when you talk to Yako, you don't see that that type of projection from him. You don't you don't see that that type of just just absolute. I, like I said, we don't even talk about politics in the movie. Not really. We 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 talk a little bit about Epstein, but we there's a lot more we could say that that you know as as the director and the writer and the editor myself. Uh, I, I decided there was a lot more we could say that I decided, you know what, let's not put it in the movie because I don't want to give anybody. Now, a lot of that stuff did make it into a, a, a special features thing that I believe is going to be offered in the package with the movie. But I didn't put it in the main movie because I did not want uh, anybody on the other side of the aisle to be able to logically say that it was a propaganda piece. Now, they'll probably still try and say that, but they will look ridiculous if they do. Because there, there, there's nothing really political in it. I didn't want to give anybody the excuse to to ignore this issue because, well, that's just a, that's just a Trump supporter garbage. Um, but th- this is why. Plus, there's there's so there's so much information about it. It just doesn't need to be politicized. And this is why it's so important that we have to get to the truth of these matters. We have to get to the actual truth. We have to be good researchers, and we have to be very careful about what we decide to put out there for everybody to read, what we put out there online. Um, Here's one example, and I wrote about this today on Facebook, but here's one example. So I wrote, you know, there's rumors going that that Tom Hanks has been on the Lolita Express and went to Epstein Island a bunch of times. But I, I said, I'm curious, a lot of people are saying this or that celebrity is uh, was on the Lolita Express flight logs. Where are they getting this information? For example, and this is just one of many, I've heard multiple times Tom Hanks is on the logs. But these logs are public now, and unless I miss something, I don't see him anywhere. There are several places these logs can be viewed. Here's one, and I gave the link. In case you're listening and can't see the link... Uh, it is a www.documentcloud.org slash documents slash 1507315-Epstein-Flight-Manifests.html. I don't think you need the .html at the end. Uh, but And you can get them several places. And you can compare them all, too, to see that you know it's the same thing. You, you can get them. They're public. I, I, when you look through these, I don't see Tom Hanks anywhere, but I have seen a lot of claims on Facebook. So uh, I've seen a lot of claims that he was he, he's on these logs, but he's not. And and there there's a lot of a lot of people that are supposedly on these logs, but they're not. So I wrote. I also imagine there are probably forgeries online where people have added names, or just claim there are other names, knowing no one is going to look through all the logs to verify it, because this is something like 70 pages of logs or something. It's a big, but it's a lot, but most people aren't going to look through all that. So I said, you know, we shouldn't believe everything we read. We should learn to verify this stuff on our own to the best of our ability. Um, If we don't want to put the work in to verify these claims, if we don't want to go through 70 pages of logs, uh, we should not be sharing them around in the first place. We shouldn't be sharing these internet rumors. Because they're lies, and I'm not. I'm not even saying that Tom Hanks is like totally innocent in everything. I, I I don't know. I don't know. But that's the point, isn't it? I'm not going to accuse him of something if I don't know. But I can say his name's not on these logs. His initials aren't either. Um, 
so I said, could these official logs, could these official logs have been doctored? Sure, but then we would have to admit that we can't trust any of the logs and we can't make any legitimate claims about who was or wasn't on the island. So it would just further prove my point. These are the logs that multiple news sources are citing. So I would phrase it like this, something like, you know, unless there's something fishy with these logs, and there could be, but right now I don't see a compelling reason to think that, here's who we can assume with great confidence were on the island. All right, now, of course, that's a little bit more wordy than a seven-word meme, you know, so-and-so was on the island, uh, or the logs say so-and-so was there, you know, whatever. But it's a lot more honest, even though it's more wordy. It takes more work, but it's, it's a lot more truthful. And if we're not in this to be truthful, then we're just playing the conspiracy game. And personally, I have zero interest in playing games when it comes to the rape and torture of children, nor do I wish to associate with anyone who does. I have absolutely lost friends over this, and I'm fine with that. I, I, I have had people block me, and I have had to block some people because they are clearly only in it to play the conspiracy game. They don't care about the truth. They care about gaining more followers online. They care about, they care about making a name for themselves. And they're doing it on the backs of these tortured children. I'm, I, just, I, I'm not, I, will, I will have nothing to do with anybody who, who, who acts like that. So I wrote, take a, take a look at the logs. There are more than enough high-profile names here to expose. There's no reason to exaggerate or believe every meme we read online. There's a lot of deception out there that's incredibly tempting to fall for, but it's pure satanic evil. Don't mess around with it, or you could be putting yourself in a position outside of God's protection and good graces. Love you all. God bless. And that's what happens. You, you know, when, when we separate ourselves from God and go towards these lies, then we're outside of his protection. Uh, so a Facebook friend of mine said, thanks for clarifying the details. I assumed that was correct because he was in the same social circles. Also, I believe uh, Sarah Ashcraft uh, was a victim of Tom Hanks. So I, I wrote, I'm not saying he's innocent in all things, not really saying he's guilty either, but this is mainly just addressing the Lolita Express logs issue. There's a lot of rumors floating around, and it takes a little research to know what has evidence and what doesn't. Rape accusations are difficult because just by the nature of the crime, there's usually little to no evidence after the fact, so we got to take those on a case-by-case basis. It would not surprise me if Tom Hanks is involved in something nefarious, but suspicions and evidence are two different things. Um, and then she said, you know, that's true. Uh, thank you for sharing. Uh, false accusations can make people believe it's all false. So it's important to share ac uh, accurate information. So I said, exactly. That's the main thing that I'm worried about. There are real sexual abuses of children, and we have a golden opportunity to expose it to the world and save these kids right now. We have that opportunity right now. Uh, we haven't we haven't had that opportunity before, and we're unlikely to ever get it again. It would be a complete waste to let the world think it's all false because we allowed lies to be mixed in with truth that we're presenting. And the ones who would really suffer wouldn't be us because we could always just jump on the next conspiracy bandwagon. The ones who really suffer for our mistakes are the children being tortured and raped. Uh, so that, that we really got to keep that in mind. We're not going to get another opportunity like this. And there's no reason to mix lies in with our truth. It doesn't help us. It only hurts. And some people might say, yeah, but how can we know what the truth is when there's so many lies and, you know, we just don't have a lot of evidence to go off? Well, that's the truth then. There's, the truth is there's not a lot of evidence to go off of. So that's what you say. When somebody, sa when somebody asks you for your opinion on Tom Hanks, let's say, you don't have to be in full support or fully against him.
you can just say, hey, I, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. You can say, hey, you know, I saw some stuff that was weird, but, you know, it also turns out that there's a lot of lies because he's not on those logs. He's not on the flight logs, and a lot of people are saying he is. So I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion right now. We need to get used to saying that because that is the most honest thing that you can say in that circumstance. You don't have to pick yes or no. Most of the time, if you're being honest, most of the time you're going to say, I don't know. So we need to get used to that. Um, now there is so, pe people have asked me what can we do, and I've given some things in in earlier videos, mostly about staying away from the sexualized culture that we live in. Uh, but there there's something else that I think could really really help, and I got this idea from a uh, Facebook friend of mine um, who posted about how we're calling things that should be called rape. We're calling them different things. Uh, so, so here, here's what I wrote, and I give an example, and here's something that we can do. I have a really good idea. I want to start this as like a campaign. Um, I, I think that this, this is something we can all do from home. It's easy, which it shouldn't matter if it's easy or hard. If it helps kids, then we need to do it. it you know, especially if it's hard, we need to do it. But, but this is a good, good place to start. So I said, here's something we can do to slow the, excuse me, slow the normalization of pedophilia. We should write in to every news source who reports, quote, sex with a minor, end quote, and demand they issue a correction and call it what it is, child rape. Don't call it sex with a minor. Call it child rape. Uh, we also shouldn't be calling children underage women. There's no such thing as an underage woman, okay? That is a child. It's a teenager or a child. An underage woman is not a woman, Right? A woman is a female that is 18 years or older. So an underage woman is a girl. Call them girls or children. But you see how the language shifts and changes, and it's in order to accommodate pedophiles. And you'll see these headlines a lot. So here's something we can do. We can write into these publications that, that call things like this and demand they change it and call it what it is. Call it child rape. Call it children. Call it girls. Call it molestation. So in this thread, if you follow me on Facebook, you can find this post on my Facebook. But in this thread, I said, let's list some in the comments because these headlines are all over the place. Let's list them in the comments, and then that way we can all go and do this. But even, even if you're not on Facebook, um, you, you can do this on your own. You, you can do this on your own. Just just look up news headline sex with a minor, you know, and you can do it in Google even, and it'll bring up a whole bunch of headlines, and you'll have a lot of opportunity there. You'll have a lot of opportunity to write in to publications and demand they change it. And I did it. I did it, and I, I gave an example. But but here, so I said, I said, children cannot consent to sex. And, okay, so an adult and a, a, a sexual content, contact between an adult and a child is not sex. That's rape. So children cannot consent to sex. An adult cannot have sex with a minor. An adult can only rape a minor. We should demand it be called what it is, as this effort to play down the crime is another example of the attempt to normalize pedophilia. I think something productive we all can do is go to every news source we can find, find specific stories where it called sex with a minor, where it's called that, right into that news source, refer and, and you can 
every news source is going to have an email that you can you can you know email or you can do it on Facebook. A lot of them have Facebook profiles or Twitter. You can do it on Twitter, and and those are, those might even be better because then it's public and people can retweet them. But you can you can tag them on Facebook uh, or on Twitter, and, and you can do it there. But write into that news source, reference the specific article, and demand they issue a correction and call it child rape. If enough of us do this, they'll cave. And we know they will. Corporations cave to the mob all the time. It only, it only takes a few hundred leftist you know, type of, of people to uh, write into a company, into a corporation, and then they totally cave. They do it all the time. They're spineless. Uh, so they will cave. If enough of us do it, do it. So let's. So I wrote, let's use the comment section of this post to start a list of news stories that's labeled as sex with a minor. Below is one example and my reply to a publication's headline. They may claim something. They may cl- claim something like it's the technical legal definition or something. So they might do that. They might say, well, technically it is sex with a minor because child rape by the law is that, you know, whatever. But that's why I, I also included something in my reply, which I'll read in a minute, about definitions changing all the time. Uh, even definitions themselves uh, are changed to sugarcoat pedophilia, so we shouldn't let them get away with using that as an excuse. But also, uh, I included a link to share showing that rape absolutely is a, an appropriate term to use for what they're saying. So they can't say well, it's, it's, you know, sex with a minor is technically the legal term. No, child rape is absolutely appropriate, even in the eyes of the law. And I, I, I provided a link that you can include in your responses, uh, showing that. And it's criminal.findlaw.com slash criminal dash charges slash statutory dash rape dot html. Um, and I don't think you need the HTML again. But that link, you just include that in your responses, and then they can't say, well, that's technically the legal definition. No, ra- you can say rape legally. That's that's what it is. So then I said, free, f- feel free to share articles in your responses in the comments below. And then I gave a shout-out to my friend who uh, actually inspired this because she was posting things, you know, like we shouldn't call it this kind of stuff. Um, so the headline that I responded to was this baynews9.com headline that is a Tampa Bay Tech high school coach charged with sex with minor. All right. And again, like I said, even if they try and say, well, technically they that, you know, technically it, that in the eyes of the law, it's sex with a minor. I would say, look, don't 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 buy into changing definitions, but you can call it rape and here's a legal definition that says that this absolutely falls in line with it, and it does. So they can't they can't say that. Not logically, anyway. So I sent an email. And in the title, the, the, the subject line, it's just correction to headline. And then I said, recently, your publication posted a story with the incorrect headline of Tampa Bay Tech high school coach charged with sex with a minor. As we know, minors cannot consent to sex with an adult. So this would not be a circumstance of sex. Instead of sex with a minor, the headline should read rape of a minor rape of a student or child rape and you can add your own things you know child molestation you know just but call it what it is and an an adult cannot have sex with a minor any sexual contact 
an adult has with a minor is, by definition, rape. I understand it is common these days to downplay the severity of rape, especially with definitions of such things being changed seemingly every week. However, I am asking your publication to call a spade a spade and to not engage in the sugarcoating of this horrendous crime. One small step away from the cultural normalization of these kinds of crimes would be to correct the headline from sex to rape. That's it. So if we all do that, and, and, and under this, I listed a whole bunch of examples uh, of this. By the way, if you, are, if you are on Facebook, I am suspecting Facebook is shadow banning this post because by now I should have way more responses than this. I have one comment. All right, my friends list is filled up, 5,000 friends. I can't, I can't accept any more. I can post something about what I had for breakfast that day, and I'll get 250 comments easily on that, f replies. And I'll get a bunch of private messages, too. This one, earlier today, I got one. Th th these other ones here are me, but I only got one. So I think, I think this post is being shadow banned. A way that we can fight against that is if you go onto my Facebook, if you're a Facebook friend of mine, um, if... If you go onto my Facebook and comment on this and start linking your own articles, find your own articles and put them in here and do it a lot, more than once. I, I, I almost never, you know, I, I'll, I'll probably never say this about any other post of mine, but you are absolutely free to spam this uh, post with links to articles as long as it applies to what we're talking about, as long as it says... Uh, sex with a minor or underage woman or, or something like that that should be called something else. Um, you, you, you can put a hundred of them in. The, that's what this comment section is for. So, so go ahead and do that. And that, that, will, that will help unshadow ban you know, this, this, this post. Um, there's, there's something else I wanted to talk about too, just real quick before we close out here. Uh, and this, this is more for your information, how child snatch gangs are kidnapping kids around the world to sell as sex slaves to depraved pedophiles. Uh, this is something to look out for. Th this is what's actually happening here. So um, here, here's a report uh, from the U.S. Sun. A missing child is one of the most hor horrifying thing things a parent can imagine. And as the world once again focuses on child abductions, the Sun Online takes a look at the vile global trade in kids stolen by order by uh stolen to order by child snatchers this is something we all need to be aware of because this happens and if you have kids especially uh you need to pay attention to what this article is saying so you know what to look out for Following recent developments in the Madeline McCain, uh, McCann case there are hopes that many other high profile missing child cases could still be solved even years later. Just last month, a prolific child sex trafficking ring was discovered in Australia with 16 people across five states being charged. It is feared William Tyrell may have been snatched by the Australian child abuse gang after he went missing in 2014. There are fears that Peggy may have been abducted by an organized child trafficking gang. But the grim reality is that many of the children snatched off the world's streets are targets of so-called steal-to-order gangs who pass their victims onto vile sex trafficking rings or organ harvesters for a huge price. According to the Missing Children Europe, uh, 250,000 children vanish every year in the EU alone. And again, remember what we looked at for America. It's For America, it's double that. Um, that's a staggering one child disappearing every two minutes. 
Of this, criminal abductions uh, make up just 0.4% of that number, equating to 1,000 children a year. And remember, for us in the U.S., it's one out of every four victims are children. But what happens to some of those 1,000 children is truly horrific, some of whom are snatched and sold at the highest bidder, uh, often for sinister purposes. They're sold, they're sold to the highest bidder. You know some of those people are Satanists who want child sacrifice for, for their, um, their rituals. So, some of these occultic rituals, especially the Aleister Crowley followers, they know that they need the children of a child, and they will go to these traffickers, and they will buy children for their rituals. That's what we talk about in Silent Cry. Uh, that, that's, that's why the subtitle of the movie is The Darker Side of tra- Trafficking, because that's not talked about a whole lot, the, the, the occultism. It had previously been suggested that missing British girl Madeline McCann could have been snatched from a Praia de Luz apartment in 2007 by an abducted-to-order child trafficking gang. But following last week's bombshell press conference, German cops now believe serial sexual predator Christian B. to be the key suspect uh, in her disappearance and fear she was quickly murdered by the notorious uh, pedo. Um, child trafficking. Many other missing children may have fallen into the hands of sinister pimp-like traffickers, however, uh, with around 50% of all criminal abduction of children cases being carried out by total strangers. So that's something to keep in mind. 50, it's 50-50. 50% by strangers, 50% by somebody that is known. So you got to be really careful with people that you know, even if you think you know them. Because it says here 50, 50% of cases are from people who are known, neighbors, relatives, friends. According to missing children in Europe in 2019, most of the child victims of criminal abduction were located within a week. 53% alive and 20% deceived, deceased. Horrifically, 27% of children criminally abducted were not found within a year. That is a huge percentage. Research tells us that in this type of abduction, the first forty, uh, the first four hours after the abduction are the most crucial in finding the child alive. Just last month, a prolific child sex trafficking ring was discovered in Australia. Uh, Sixteen people across five states being charged with more than seven hundred child exploitation offenses. A very small amount of people can do a lot of damage. Sixteen people managed to exploit at least 700 children. Well, that's how many offenses, at least. At least. It could be more. One person can do a lot of damage. It's not one person traffics one child. It's multiple children. The vile group preyed on innocent children before putting child abuse material onto an online website where users paid for access. So this is online, too. I'm telling you, there is no good reason your child really needs to be on social media. There's no good reason for it. Don't worry about don't worry about them fitting in when the dangers when the dangers of them uh being trafficked, being preyed upon are so high. Okay, so they don't fit in exactly cuz they're not on some online group that their friends in school are. They're the only kid in school without a uh, cell phone. So what? You you have a much better chance at keeping them safe from traffickers. There's not really a good reason that your kid needs to be on social media um, when, when, the, when the danger is, is, is so pervasive. So it says the gang, but that's something that you need to look out for is the online aspect, and that's something that uh, you know tends to get looked over. A lot of these kids are groomed online. 
The gang is now being investigated over a possible link to missing three-year-old toddler William Terrell, dubbed the Australian Madeline McCann, after he went missing from his foster grandparents' garden in 2014. These these guys will go right into your backyard and steal your kids, these people. I mean, you, you can't just say, hey, go play outside and then just not watch them anymore. That may have been the case when, you know, when we were kids. It's not the case anymore. These pe- these people will go straight into your backyard in broad daylight and take your kid, knowing most people are on their phones, most people are watching TV. That's why there's so few witnesses, even neighbors. Most neighbors are are either at work or they're they're on their phones. Traffickers know that. Peggy uh, Nobloch, 9, also vanished on her way home from school in May 2001, but her remains were not discovered until 15 years later in a forest near her home in Bravia, B- Bavaria, Germany. Excuse me. Just like Madeline's disappearance in Portugal in 2007, some believe she may have been abducted by an organized child trafficking gang. However, Madeline McCann, uh, cops now fear pedal Christian B, could be linked to German Maddie case after she was snatched and killed. Last year, a female kidnapper revealed, and it's not just men, it's women too. You gotta watch out for that. A female kidnapper revealed sickening details of how gangs abduct children in the Philippines to sell to foreign pedophiles with an extra bonus for how pretty they are. Lilibeth uh, Bustamante was caught trying to walk away with a 10 year old girl in uh, Paranac uh, City, but after being caught, Paranaki, I think, City, after being caught, revealed how she was paid 15, I don't know what, currency that is uh but let's just say dollars fifteen dollars per child she abducted selling the kids for up to uh one thousand four hundred and fifty five each on behalf of the philippine gangs bustamante said quote we have a quota of two children per week our target age is 10 years old and above they require us to take good looking children end quote a british teacher and former buddhist monk oh and by the way there is a huge problem with this with with Buddhist the the Buddhist monk thing look look up look up uh, the office of Dalai Lama look up Buddhist monks and look up the word drombo it's horrifying the types of things that you'll find Tibetan monks um, there there's a huge problem uh, with uh, child sex trafficking in in those communities former Buddhist monk was also spared spared jail despite being found guilty of kidnapping children and to use as sex slaves in 2016 spared jail there's there's like no consequences for the for these monsters spared jail Thai judges found pervert Fabian Frederick Blanford 64 guilty of committing sex acts with minors again see this is even one that we should write into it's not committing sex acts with minors it's rape and and this article is pretty good. It's been calling rape what it is. Uh, but still, it all needs to be called for what it is. Um, but w- with minors and trafficking and selling children for sex and use in pornography. It's not for sex. It's for rape. But anyway, um, a lot of publications do this, even good ones. But uh, So there's some pictures here. However... The majority of younger children and babies are actually sold to childless couples, often in the U.S., for an average of 25000 making it a lucrative business for the child-snatching gangs. In many parts of the world, including China, Africa, and India, inf- infants are taken from hospitals by corrupt doctors and nurses, while others are snatched from their parents' arms in public and sold for as little as twenty-five. A recent video revealed almost 50 surrogate babies stranded in a Ukrainian baby factory due to being collected by parents from the UK, USA, Italy, Spain, France, Israel, Germany, China, Mexico, Romania, and other countries. Parents are believed to have 
uh, paid between uh, five thousand seven hundred forty-five and fifty-seven thousand three hundred sixty-five. Again, I don't know that currency uh, for services from the organization that had assisted them with starting families. Just last year, a report from the Telegraph revealed that children were also being swept up by organ harvest gangs after fleeing Europe in a desperate attempt to escape. Lungs, kidneys, livers, hearts, and corneas are among the most sought after. Organs being sold in the black market around the world for huge sums. Once described as modern urban myth. See, that's another reason we got to stay away from this conspiracy stuff that's unsubstantiated because it causes the rest of the world to think it's all lies. It's all conspiracy theory. Because the organ harvesting thing, it used to be viewed as a myth for a long time. And the problem didn't get the attention that it needed for years because of that. And now it's been delayed. How many kids have had to die because of that? This is life and death. We can't put lies out there. You, you, you sharing a meme that, that might be false could mean the death of a child. It, it's, it absolutely could. We need to start seeing it like that. We're not, we're not playing games here. Um... Once described as a modern urban myth, the horrific trade is certainly a reality with analysis from the National Crime Agency data revealing that in 2018, uh, four children were among those who were flagged to authorities, having claimed that they were under the threat of being killed for their organs. Again, how many people, how many children especially, have had to die because some conspiracy theorists let some lies get in with something that was actually true. Same thing happened in the satanic panic. That's why still today, nobody really thinks that child sex trafficking, that child rape and, uh, um, occultism have anything to do with each other. That cults like occultic circles are not stealing children and sacrificing them because of the satanic panic, because there was some, things that were fraudulent there there was some sensationalism and it was all getting pushed out there as truth guys we are doing the same thing when, when it comes to, to child rape and sex trafficking we can't let unsubstantiated sensationalism get in the way of saving these kids lives i'm telling you one wrong meme one meme that that is is, is false and sensational could mean the death of a child. That is absolutely how serious this is. That's why I harp so much on it. And, I, and I've been called every name in the book because of this, by the way. People saying that I shouldn't be the truth police. And, and you know, pe- 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 fr- friends that I've had, for actually, actually friends that I've known in person, that I've had for years, just all of a sudden friendship is over. Be- because, look, I'm not being a jerk about it, but we need to be careful. And I'm going to issue a correction if I see something that's false. I'm not going to be mean about it. I'm not going to insult the person who posted it. Probably not even going to acknowledge the person who posted it. But I will correct something that I see. And I think we all should do that, by the way. We do need to be the truth police, even if people call us names. Um, because it, it's the lives of children that are at stake here. Don't let people Don't let people get away with it. Again, it doesn't mean you got to be a jerk about it, but... You, you do you do have to tell the truth. Um, trafficking for organ removal is primarily detected in North Africa, Central and South Eastern Europe, and Eastern Europe. Despite some cases of child abduction leading in tragedy, others have shocked the world when lost kids have reappeared many years later. J.C. Duggard, who was abducted, abducted aged nine in California, 
was found 18 years later while Carolina Carolina White was snatched as a baby from a New York hospital in 1987, only learning the truth 23 years later. Elizabeth Smart was also kidnapped at age 14 in 2002 by Brian David Mitchell and his wife from her home in Utah before being delivered nine months uh, 18 miles from her home. Elizabeth's father contacted Kate McCann to give words of support and uh, to say how he had told her to keep the faith, keep hope alive. All right, so that is the main thing too that that we really need to to do is pray. We need to pray pray for the victims, pray for ourselves that we can be effective and that God can use us in this fight because it's it's so important to do that. Um, so that's mainly what I wanted to talk about in this to kind of kind of wrap up this like trilogy that that we have of two hour long videos. Uh, about this topic. And uh, so that is something that we can do right into publications and have them fix their, their, their language. Uh, don't, don't say underage women. Don't say uh, sex with a minor, call it child rape, call them girls. Uh, so, you know, or underage men, you know, they're, they're boys. Um, that's something that we can do proactively. Uh, and then other, other things that we can do is just abstaining from contributing to this over-sexualized culture that we talked about in the last video. So I won't get into that again. You can go and find that. Um, you, can, you can go and listen to that again if you want. Okay, before we wrap up, uh, I would love it if you would go to dailyrenegade.com and get a membership. That's where you get full episodes of everything we do. This this video I'm putting out for free for everybody because I just it, I feel it's important. But there are a lot of videos that we give half away for free. And then the other half is exclusive to members only at dailyrenegade.com. And we have something like a dozen different shows, hundreds of different episodes, hundreds and hundreds of different episodes of these shows. So you will, if you're looking for something to watch, uh, we got you covered. Dailyrenegade.com. Uh, go be a member today. It's only ten dollars a month or a hundred dollars a year. Don't 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 give these streaming services that want to normalize pedophilia your money. Don't contribute to that. Uh, come come and join us instead. The only time I would say that it's acceptable to get a subscription like that is if you're do you know to these other streaming services is if you're doing it for research purposes to expose it. You know. Uh, so, so recently, um, you know, I put, I put up, uh, how Hulu is showing this show called like drag kids and sexualizing children. You know, if, if you're doing it for research, like I, I have, I have a $4 a month subscription to New York times because I needed access to their archives, uh, for this movie, silent cry, you know, that's one thing, but to do it purely for, for entertainment, you, you just got to know, like if, if you're, if you're supporting that, but you're not supporting anything else. Um, that again, take it, take it up to God. God, God, God will be the one to decide that for you. Uh, but if you're looking for a good ministry to support that will provide you with thousands of hours of, of good, solid information and entertainment, dailyrenegade.com. It's only a hundred dollars a year or $10 a month. I say get the hundred dollars a year because you get two months for free that way, which is a great deal. And you only got to pay for it once, and you don't have to think about it for a long time. Uh, so make sure you do that. There's a lot more information there. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching, and uh, I, I look forward to us all working together in the future on this issue. Again, find my post, and if you can't find it because it's Facebook and it's being shadow banned or whatever, you can do this on your own and post about it on your own page. Um and let, let's do it. Let, let's write into these new, news agencies and let's all demand 
that they change their headlines. They change their their words. That they don't sugarcoat it. That they don't they don't participate in normalizing pedophilia. They call it what it is. That would be something that could really cha- make a change. That could make a a positive difference, because the media runs everything. If we can, if we if and if enough people do it, the media will back down. They will cave. So we 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 need to do that, and we need to start demanding that people uh, can see this crime for what it is. So let's do that. Let's do it together. Uh, thank you all so much for watching and joining me today. Um, always good, always good joining you. It's always good talking to you. And even when we have to talk about uncomfortable topics like this. So uh, all that being said, once again, that website, dailyrenegade.com. Thank you so much. Love you all. Take care and God bless. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.